special guest. Um, I believe his name is uh, a Jared uh, Simpson. Yeah, thank you for inviting me onto my own podcast. Who are you again? You didn't say your name. Oh, yeah. Um, hello, I am Casey Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> so we are back for more fun facts, jokes, Jesus talks, challenges, and things about England slash Britain. That's another one that... England is a country, but also so is Great Britain, and England yeah. is in Great Britain, but Great As Britain is bigger than England. As a science student, gotta tell you, that's yeah. a lot of stuff going on there. Anyways, that's another that's another time. So, I'm gonna start with a fun fact, and this All actually right, let's do it. number one, it's not an animal related fact. Most of them are, but because I love animals, like we had in the wild last summer, and that was the best VBS ever. So this one is not about animals. But here we go. In 1913, the Postal Service started accepting packages that were heavier than four pounds. So, like, before that, it could only be really small things you could send. But in 1913, they changed that. And so, added a little bit of digging. Because one couple decided to mail their baby to grandma's house. And it was, like, about a mile away. Like, back then, like, everyone knew each other. All the people, like, in the town would kind of know each other. They knew their mailman. But they sent a baby, like, to grandma's house about a mile away with a mailman. And then I looked at it, and one of the longest ones that that was on the the history website said that a six-year-old was mailed from Florida to Virginia, which was 720 miles away. And I think she had the stamps put on her coat and was like taken to like the train station yeah yeah i'll find the link and and i'll put it in like the blog post but it was interesting i I thought it was pretty cool that was more expensive than getting a train ticket i don't know it was cheaper but it it was i think that's cool and then the postal service quickly realized this is a bad idea we shouldn't (laughs) mail children and so they stopped but i thought that was cool that was a good fun fact i thought that was fun and it was a fact and I actually know that was a fact. Unlike the animal ones, where it's like pigs can't look at the sky. And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we just haven't found the right pig yet. But anyways, so we're going to transition to my favorite segment here, really, is is the joke. Like, I love picking out these jokes. And so I'm excited. Which joke of mine are you going to bring us today? Well, you see, Jared. Yeah? Um... We are not doing one of your jokes today. That is sad. We're not having a joke at all? Oh, no. No, oh. we are having a joke. Okay. Um, it's just not... Your joke? Oh, we're going with the one Josiah sent in? Yes! Okay, alright, well, listen, I can't tell you that I'm not disappointed, but (laughs) Josiah, we're gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna tell us his joke, so let's listen in. What, what did the judge say when the skunk stood up in the court? What did he say? Odor in the court. (laughs) That was a good one! I like that again! That was pretty good, and it was animal related, which is good, because I'm, we didn't have animals in the fun fact, so... Thank you, Josiah, as always. Any joke suggestions? I think Casey's abandoned all my jokes now. Okay, no, no, we're just including other people's ideas. Okay, yeah, that's fine. I'd like to hear joke suggestions, and like these guys, if your parents want to snap a video of you doing it, then I can pull that and we can have it. It's like you're here with us, which is super fun. So to get to the serious stuff, and and, and, and it's not going to start out all that serious, but when I was a kid, right, do you know what I wanted to do for a living? Be a train conductor. A train driver, Casey. Like, conductor's kind of fun, but I wanted to drive that thing, right? But I think you're right. If I had anything working with a train, I would have been happy. But, like, when I was a little kid, I want to be a train driver. And then when I was a bigger kid, I still want to be a train driver. (laughs) Then, like, in high school, like, I started to think, maybe the train driving career isn't for me. And I started to think about, like, maybe I want to be a doctor. And then I started to think about, like, do I want to be, like, a sports journalist? Like, there was loads going on, but... 
I, I kind of, you know, realized that I was good with kids and, and, and kind of talented in that area and enjoyed that. And so, you know, kind of ended up deciding to go and be a teacher. And so I taught in, in elementary schools and high schools in England. But during that whole time, like I was trying to figure out who I was, right? Like I was trying to figure out kind of my identity. And, and at some stage, we all have those kind of questions like, who am I? What was I made to do? And some of you kids might have had those questions. You might have had them just a little bit. You might have not had them at all. Or some of you might have even like today been thinking like, what am I made to do? Like, why am I here? And so those are big questions. But here's the key truth that we need to grasp. And it's not about who we are, it's about whose we are. And so the idea is, is that you guys have trusted in Jesus as Lord and Savior. And and so that is what defines you. That is what gives you your identity. We're created in God's image and we're we're cherished by him. And and all people were created in God's image and all people were, were special to him. And so here's in Genesis chapter 1, 26 through 27. This is what it says. And then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. They will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth, and the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God, and he created them male and female. And so God created all things. And this, by the way, I didn't say this earlier. We're talking about what does God say about how he feels about you. And so God created all things. Now, I love nature. I used to live, I don't know if you know, but I'm from England. And so, yeah, I know. So, and also Great Britain. But I am, so I used to live in the northeast of England and it is beautiful there. Like, you've been twice or three times now? I think four. Really? Yeah. Wow, okay, cool. Um, So we, she's counting now on her fingers. (laughs) But we, so in the northeast of England, it's beautiful. Like, from my house, like, where I used to live, there's like three beaches within like a five minute walk. You know, you get to see the ocean. Like, I would ride my bike along the ocean and not in the ocean. That would have been dangerous. But, like, along the ocean, I would run there. Like, it was just so breathtakingly beautiful. You can go inland. There's lots of hills and forests and trees. And it's just so beautiful there. I I love it. I love nature. I love... I used to, like, taking photos. So, I love all of that. And yet, God created us special. And he says we're even more awesome than that stuff. Like, he created all of us uniquely special with a unique purpose to worship him and be in relationship with him like with a crown of his creation like you as kids like god thinks you like think of the most amazing thing in nature and creation and god thinks you're more special than that you know like that's amazing and that's a truth that like i long for you guys to grasp just knowing that you're special and cherished by god that's so so important and i think it's really just it just shows God's amazing glory, but mm-hmm. um, I love that we are all created so unique, and I mean, that's obvious, you know, our personalities are different, our ethnicities are different, and even our, um, just the things we like are different, but what's so cool is if you are a believer in Christ, we all have the same spirit, and so even though we're so unique, we also have a oneness that's just pretty amazing. Yeah, so so we see that God God made us. Um, and here's the second thing, like we can see that God cares about us and, and a lot, actually. That's kind of, <laughs> you read the Bible, you find that out. So this is Psalm 8, 4, and I love this. It says, what is a human being that you remember him? A son of man that you look after him. The point of this is, who am I? Who am I that you're mindful of me? Who am I? Like, I'm just a person. Like, I'm a sinner. Like, you'll know this. Like, I'm dumb sometimes, right? <laughs> 
and yet God cares about me. That makes no sense. Like, he's this amazing creator God, and I'm just like a little teeny tiny person down on earth, and yet he thinks I'm special. We're nothing compared to God, and yet we are something to him. And not just something, but the most important and cherished aspect of all the things he made. That's amazing. Like, kids, he made you and he cares about you. He thinks you're so special. And then Isaiah... Isaiah's really big. There's like 60 chapters. I just read it. I should remember what chapter it is, but I don't. But there's a verse in these 60 chapters that talks about um, how God is holding us by the hand and is walking with us no matter what we're going through. Um, And that, I've just learned the past couple years of just how personal God is. Like, He created us. He is so just big and immense, and He holds the whole world in His hands. But he knows each one of us individually. He knows the hairs on our head. And he loves us so much, each and every one of us. Um, and I don't know, like, there's just so many verses that talk talks about, like, how much he delights in us. And that is just such a different mm-hmm. idea from just that he tolerates us or he's okay with us living on this earth. Like, no, like, he wants to get to know us. And obviously he does know us. But, like, have that relationship where we are pursuing him. And he wants us... Um, to just fall in love with him as much as he loves us. Yeah, that's so good. So we saw that he made us, he cares for us, and we're going to dive a little bit into later about kind of ways that he shows that. But here's a verse from Ephesians. It's it's chapter 2, verse 10. It says this. It says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. We try to label ourselves um, and just kind of put ourselves in different categories, like, Maybe, okay, like artistic or we're really good um, even at teaching or we have different gifts and sometimes uh, we just try to define ourselves by these things. Like maybe some of us define ourselves as athletic, me not so much, I'm kind <laughs> of a music kind of gal, but, um, but we need to remember that our true identity is found in Him and um, the Bible is where we will find um, what what God thinks of us and the Bible tells us about who Jesus is and who we are because of him in uh, John 15 it, it's like one of my favorite kind of word pictures it talks about that God is our vine dresser that Jesus is the vine um, and that we are the branches and um, as branches like it's our job to produce good fruit that is pleasing to Christ but we can only do that if we're abiding in Jesus. Um, and abiding just means like resting and just um, kind of surrendering our all um, to Jesus. And um, we can do that by praying and through reading his word. This just helps us to see truth and to know who Jesus is and who we are. Um, and those seeds are planted in our heart. And uh, that allows us to have the truth ready and available to stand against the lies of the devil, um, and especially in regards to our identity, for sure. Wow, that's good. (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, just thinking about, like, especially that Ephesians verse I read before, God created us with a purpose, that's what it says, we're created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God has prepared ahead of time for us to do, like, he has a plan for you, you know, and that shows that he cares about us. It shows that that he considers us special, that he that he has a job for us to do. But but here's the deal. God proves his love for us um, by sending his own son as an offering for my sin and for your sin. That's one of the great things we see in the Bible. Like God is constantly proving how he feels about people. And sadly, people are also proving how they feel about him and turning their back on him. But you look at like the Israelites... 
God was constantly ministering to them and showing he cared for them, and they turned their back on him. Like when he took them out of Egypt, they demanded to go back to Egypt because they were in the wilderness and they didn't want to have to trust God. Like you see in the New Testament, like Jesus came to earth. People got to meet Jesus and left hating him. Like that's crazy. But God has constantly been proving his love for us. And so it's not like he just tells us his love. He showed us through Jesus and he shows us by forgiving us for our sins. He shows us every day with the blessings that he's given us. And right now, like while we're all kind of like, you know, spending way more time in, indoors with kind of the social social isolation stuff. Um, maybe I forgot how to talk now. I'm not teaching anymore. But um we are realizing the blessings. Like, I'm like, man, I'm so thankful that we have the house to live in. Or I'm so thankful that we have the dogs to goof around with. Or like, I'm so thankful to have my wife to get to spend time with. And, and we now turned our spare bedroom into an office. So like, <laughs> I'm realizing the blessings that I've been given. But the biggest blessing is that God chose to restore the broken relationship I had with him by sending his son. Mm-hmm. Like, God made us, he cares us for us, he has a plan for us, but he showed all that. Like, that's what it says, like, that he demonstrated his own love for us, and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And then there's Romans 5, 8. Like, man, like, God is great because he shows us how he feels about us. And so kids know that, like, sometimes it's hard, sometimes you feel like you maybe don't have friends, or or maybe people are being mean to you, or maybe you're fighting with parents or brothers and sisters, like... It can be hard sometimes, but know that God cares about you and he never won't care about you. Like, that's such an important thing to remember. And so, did you have something to say? Oh, I can't remember now. No, yeah. No. Oh, yeah, it go for it. It is something big. Um, I mean, it is because it's Jesus. But <laughs> um, when you were just talking about demonstrating, like, how Jesus demonstrates his love for us, and I was just thinking about uh, back to Mason's sermon on Sunday about just the Lord's Supper and just realizing that, especially as we're thinking about um, how does God feel about us, like even Judas, who was going to um, betray Jesus, like Jesus got on his hands and knees and washed his feet. Mm-hmm. Like that's the kind of God we're talking about. Like he is so committed to loving us. Mm-hmm. It just, it blows me away. Yeah. I mean, so the point of this is like God feels very strongly about you and he makes that clear through his word and in, in terms of things that he says and the things that he does. You know, and like the father who was awaiting the return of his lost son that we read about in scripture, like God, those of you that have made a decision to follow him, like the Bible is clear, like there are angels rejoicing with God when you make that decision to come home. I get super emotional about it. Like when I see like a kid is deciding to follow Christ at VBS or camp, like I'm bawling, like I'm crying (laughs) big time. Like that is nothing compared to what God is feeling, you know, and so just go and way back to the start, like when I was trying to decide what to do for a job, like, you know, I was trying to decide, like, I became a Christian when I was probably like 13 or 14. So I was older than all you kids, but I was trying to figure out what's God's plan for my life. What does he want me he, me to do? And God had revealed gifts and skills in my life that led me towards being a teacher. Again, it wasn't just about the job I was going to do. It was about how can I use what God has given me to serve him? He showed me that he made me. He cared for me and he had a plan for me by giving me those kind of skills and stuff like that. So, yeah, is that, is that, do you have anything to add on that or do we go to our... I think we go to the England Okay, so this one, we're not going with what we had planned because something came up earlier, which is helpful because the fun fact was about mail. Transitions, guys. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyhow... In England, we 
don't have mailboxes outside. Like you guys have mailboxes outside your house or some of you might have like a community one you go to. Like we don't have those. We have a little slot in our door, like a letterbox that the mailman walks up to your door and pushes the letter through. And if it's too big, like he might leave it by your house, like Amazon or something do. But like, so we don't have a mailbox. We do have post boxes, which are big and red and have a crown on because God save the queen. But you, if you have outgoing mail, you go and put them in those. But today we were talking and I was like trying to figure out what that little red sticky up thing is on the mailbox. The flag? The flag. Doesn't look like a flag, but that little red thing. And so it's like, I was like, you can put mail in and put that thing up and they take it with them. Yes. Like that, like that's amazing. Like my whole <laughs> life. Like if I wanted to send like a letter to Casey when we were living apart, like I had to go to like the post office and like, you know, get it stamped and give it there. If you've got a letter, like you have to go to the post box and like the mailman will come and collect it like two or three yeah, times a day. Like they're really cute and they call the mailman the postman. Yeah, the postman. Yeah, like, like Postman Pat. Postman Pat. Great show. But so anyways, we that came up earlier today. So we wanted to be authentic in our approach yeah. today. With So that's kind of, yeah. Everyday life with Jared and Casey. Yeah, that's another podcast right there. Oh. <laughs> okay, so talking of good transitions, Casey has... <laughs> a call to action for us which kind of draws a little sum on what we talked about last week yeah um so our call to action um is to pray for a friend who you don't think knows jesus for them to have a relationship with jesus and just like what we talked about earlier prayer is such a a powerful way that we can strengthen our relationship with christ Mm -hmm. like yes he already knows everything you're already going to say because he's god but he delights in us. He wants to know what's going on and what's troubling our hearts or what's exciting our hearts. So um, especially if it's bringing a person um, in prayer to Jesus uh, about knowing him. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, if you have questions about what it looks like to talk to a friend about Jesus, like message me, you know, let's talk about it. And, and, and hey, if you know who you're praying for, like get your mom or dad to like send us a message and we can pray for that yeah. person too. So, all right. We are out of time, so I am looking forward to seeing you guys soon, hopefully in person one day. Thank you, special guests. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> you turn.